0: When you say an explosion in the restroom, that is not what you're thinking, (laughs) and that's what happened. So,
1: Not um, an incident I want to respond to. No.
0: (laughs) You're listening to the Help Me With HIPAA podcast, where HIPAA and humor collide to make learning fun. Your delightful hosts are Donna Grindle and David Sims.
1: Relax, HIPAA help is on the way. Welcome to the Help Me With HIPAA podcast. My name is David Sims from HIPAA for MSPs. And joining me is Donna Grendel of Cardin Compliance. Hello,
0: Donna. (laughs) (laughs) Not not quite prepared to sing back,
1: but how you doing? I am doing well. So lots of interesting things always going on in the world of HIPAA. Yeah. And today uh, will be. Yeah, it's, no it's broader
0: than HIPAA these days. We talk to everybody uh, left and right these days about and people for some reason are suddenly interested in cybersecurity.
1: <laughs> well, you know, that's the distinction difference that we talk about a lot. And I think that's why the conversation is different now than it used to be because everybody used to be focused on talking about HIPAA, even though they didn't really know what that meant. And then when you start talking about privacy and security, they go, "Oh yeah, I, I'm definitely interested in that." Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but it's one and the same. <laughs> you know, pe- people
0: never—they just kind of ignored HIPAA for a long time. You know, it had no teeth, and just like we always say, driving down a highway and you know there's no cops, what you gonna do? <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I, 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 you know. Speed limits are nothing but a suggestion to you. I know, but (laughs) but I do know. I do know. HIPAA is you know it has its differences because it worries not just about cybersecurity but also very specific privacy guidelines. But that's it. That's really the only thing that's a lot different for it is that there's specific guidelines of what they're supposed to do, Mm -hmm. and that somebody is going to come and enforce that. Given any problems or a random audit, somebody's going to be checking over you to see what you're doing it. But it's becoming, and I can say this because of the number of businesses that are outside of the hippodome, hippodome, hipposphere, hipposphere, the hippodome, <hiposphere>. <laughs> hippodom. I don't know. But anyway, outside of HIPAA that we're starting to talk to, uh, and whether that's legal or financial or I- even areas that, Think they might have to do HIPAA, but then when you show them, well, you know, not so much. They're like, I still need to do the stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, because it's for real now. And no matter the size or type of your company, you should be worrying about these things.
1: Right. Absolutely. I have clients that are like that, that they they do medical, but they're not mm-hmm. under HIPAA because they're, you know, maybe med spas or concierge services or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we always have that conversation of just because it doesn't apply to you doesn't mean you need to completely ignore it because there is some things in there that's very, very good. And honestly, you should be doing anyway, regardless of what your business is. Yeah,
0: it gets into very specifics in the privacy rule where it can get kind of squirrely. But the security rule is
1: there's nothing in there that wouldn't apply across the board. So Right. So today we're going to be talking about one of those it applies across the board things. Yes. (laughs) So, if you're not in medical or you don't have to worry about HIPAA, today's podcast will still speak to your heart. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be covering what I affectionately call SURP. Uh, s- which it- is the Security Incident Response Planning. SURP. You're talking like Aunt <laughs> Jemima, uh, <syrup. laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Uh, Whatever flavor you blood want. Blood cabin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Buttersworth. or... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or the true maple syrup that you always get from Canada and Maine and
1: up there. Never got that. Hmm. It's
0: different. There is it's significantly different if it's that high end maple syrup.
1: Yeah. Shout out to all
0: you people that tap those trees. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it really was. I had been thinking about we. Um, I did go back and look in episode twelve. So
1: <laughs> I know. Back when we were 18.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, episode 12, we did do one on breach response plans, trying to talk about what kinds of things need to be in it for HIPAA. But things have changed, and then again, not. So, mm-hmm. you know, going back and forth on what should we cover and all of that. And then, last week, or the week before, very recently, we'll say, mm-hmm. OCR put out an article which is kind of interesting. Uh, oh, it's July the 7th on their uh, little listserv. They put out an article and the article is titled Is your covered entity or business associate capable of responding to a cybersecurity incident? It's a good question. I know. And I said, "Hmm.
1: I guess I just want to give a yes, we should do it. But I want to give a shout out to all those people from the OCR that listen to our podcast <laughs> and get these ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're something else. So, (laughs) the first
0: paragraph is quite telling, and it's really covering more or less the area that we want to talk about today is get into what is an incident response plan. But it says, computer security incident response is an important element of an information technology program, and it can assist covered entities and business associates in promptly detecting breaches, decreasing loss and damage, mitigating the weaknesses that were exploited, protecting the confidentiality, integrity, and availability of data, which we also know as CIA, and restoring IT services back to normal. Well, everybody needs to do that. If you've got Mm -hmm. a mess, and you and I both know those phone calls you get from any company – Oh, good Lord, if the email's down for five minutes, the world will come to an end. (laughs) I can't do business. I can't do email. How did we ever function without it? But overall, there's nothing in that statement that doesn't apply to all businesses. So developing an incident response plan just is kind of like saying, I'm going to know how to get out of the building if it's on fire. And who to call, and where do we pull the you know fire alarm, and and then who's going to serve as the fire department, and having a clue what to do. Yep. So I don't know how many people ever pay attention, and and I don't know if you're like this, but this gets back to my paranoia when you're <laughs> when you're on the plane, right? You're going to get on a plane. And before you take off, you've got to hear the video, which they've done a good job of making them kind of cute now and funny. But you've got the video where you've got the flight attendant standing up and showing you how to buckle the seatbelt and showing you where the lights are and all of that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That's an incident response plan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is true.
0: <laughs> I pay attention to the conversation every time. And I fly, you know, frequently. And I pay attention to it to some extent every time, and then I do something. A flight attendant friend taught me one time years ago, is that if there's a fire, a lot of times you the smoke in the cabin or whatever you can't see those lights. So it's important to count the seats between you and the door and know where you know. And they always tell you the nearest door may not be in front of you. So I. Actually, do look around and know where the doors are and stuff, and uh, occasionally do sit on the aisle. <laughs> what? do you Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not even gonna go. What happens if if you're sitting on the? Exit I just want
1: to. I just want to fly with you, and then when you nod off to sleep, I'll be like, fire, fire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> just to see what you do. I'm. T- it's just wrong, you know, the things that you would do to me. Um. <laughs>
1: I'm sitting there going, where's the peanuts? Yeah. And you're going, <laughs> you're looking for exits. I
0: know. I know where the exits are. And, uh, but also, you know, think of it this way. I will leave you behind.
1: <laughs> Find your own door, dude. Your sense of self-preservation is
0: high.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Only when I'm with you. But, but it's that same concept of paying attention to these kind of things in the end has saved lives. And it is why they do it every single time you get on the plane. And you see those people that are flying for the first time, their eyes are really big and they're staring at them and they're looking around like, why isn't everybody else freaking out? <laughs> but it is, think of that as if you had never heard that before, you fly, you know, my brother flies constantly and he knows them and he knows airplanes. So he knows where everything is on an airplane. He's, he's that kind of nerd. But overall, it's having that kind of plan is what we're talking about doing of you just have enough knowledge so that somebody has a clue what to do to lead the way to the door. And just like when you sit in the exit aisle, they ask you, you know, you willing to throw up this door and help everybody else get out? Are you going to throw up this door and jump, you know? (laughs) And uh, so they, they always ask those questions on purpose, And it is uh, from a certain amount of tried and true things. So we need to have that same kind of plan in your organization to address when your systems are on fire or somebody thinks they smell smoke. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So think of it that way, that uh, that's what you're going to put together. And in those lists from OCR, they're hitting on all those same things that everybody else does in a security response plan.
1: Yeah, I think typically people's response plan is to call somebody. That's not written down. It's just when something happens, they call somebody and go, what do I do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it was IT related and they called me and said, what do I do? And then I go, well, what is your instant response plan? (laughs) 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 They go, Call you? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and that's exactly the reason that they have you. They have the thing happen every time you get on the plane, because it's like, why do I have to listen to it every time? Well, you know what? I don't want you to look to the flight attendant and go, "What do I do?" <laughs> <laughs> Cause they've got a few things they're going to need to be busy with.
1: Yeah, trying to get you out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: Quit trying to count the rows. I can count the rows. I know how many rows it is between the door and me so I can count the seats. (laughs) Hey, and it's not like I'm paranoid about flying or anything. I love to go anywhere and I'll get on the plane and settle in. I get my gear ready. I count my seats, (laughs) check my doors. (laughs) It's just part of the process. So we're saying do the same thing when it comes to your incident response so that your staff and your organization knows what to do. And uh, now that we've rattled about this for some time, let's <laughs> let's talk about what is actually in security incident response plan. And it's just like we're talking about. There's you have part of your plan needs to decide how you're gonna detect and determine if it's really a thing. You know, I smell smoke. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's the guy behind you snuck into the bathroom and the alarm's about to go off. Or I smell smoke is I think maybe you just had a nightmare and you've been asleep for an hour and a half. (laughs) Or hey, what's that coming out of the (laughs) the roof? I mean it's all different things, but then someone in charge has to make a determination of is it a serious problem? Mm -hmm. And what do we have to do? And then if it is a problem, you've got to contain it, you gotta correct it, you gotta recover from it, and then you need to evaluate how'd we do? You know, Mm -hmm. what can we do differently? And that's essentially what your plan has to do, is to say, what will management and staff do if they think something's occurring? Like, don't just pick up the phone and call anybody or look at the person, you know, cubicle wheel. You hear the wheels on the chair rolling out. (laughs) Hey, does anybody know what to do when this happens? No. (laughs) No, everybody should know what to do. That's the point. And um, who's going to be the one that evaluates the smoke and determines if this is an actual thing that we need to do and that they pull the fire alarm, activate the plan. Mm-hmm. And then how will you limit damage? What's the fastest way? Well, okay. Uh, sprinkler system over the computer may be <laughs> something you want to think about.
1: <laughs> It'll limit some damage and cause others. Yeah.
0: You know, it's those kind of things. It's thinking those things through. Of, you know, at what point do we escalate to the next level? Who's going to figure out where is this coming from and clean it up? How am I ever going to get business back to normal? And uh, and make sure that somebody's documenting and making sure that we know what went
1: right and what went horribly awry. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're talking about this, I think frequently, I guess, back to my days in law enforcement where we did... These mock drills of, you know, active shooter situations or a bomb threat to a school, or you know, we did all these incident response planning things, which were colossal compared to just let's look at our computer systems <laughs> and our right. stuff internally. I mean, we had to do citywide incident response, mm-hmm. but it's the same thing. It was the exact same thing. How are we going to, you know, determine that there's a problem? What are we going to do to contain that problem? Whether it's a fire or a person. And then how are we going to to deal with that or correct it? And then after that, we have to uh, recover from whatever happened and clean it up or whatever the case might be and then go back and, and review it. So doing some type of drill or a mock situation would help you tremendously because I guarantee you when you have an incident, when you go back and review your incident response plan, you will make changes (laughs) because (laughs) it doesn't work quite the same on paper. (laughs) No.
0: Well, and that's the thing is is who's going to be in charge? Because somebody needs to take the point and coordinate all of the pieces. And that doesn't mean somebody needs to do all the work. It means somebody needs to be managing all the work that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so in your case with those things, you knew what the chain of command was and you knew which... You got the fire department and the police, to local police and the sheriff's department and the you know state GBI, Georgia Bureau of Investigation, the FBI. You got all these people gathered around. Uh, you know, is that the time to argue?
1: <laughs> Typically, that's when it does yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's the same thing of uh, knowing who to call and when to call. Right somebody's got to make those decisions. But training is a key piece of having an incident response plan. Yep. You don't actually just make a list of all the people you call and put their phone numbers down. And then when you call them, you're like, oh, by the way, you're on the team. <laughs> <laughs> the memo didn't go out yet. but <laughs> yeah. That's right. You're at the baseball game, and, and all of a sudden, somebody points at you and says, you're up next. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but the whole the whole point of the plan though is to you know minimize damage and to minimize what it takes to address what's happening because especially w- when you're dealing with IT systems time is not on your side no. and when you're dealing with certain things like a hack or a, a a security breach I mean the longer you take to make those decisions and act on it it, it can mean the difference between sp- You know, in in, in a lot of stuff. So, it's, Uh, you know, having a plan and acting quickly is preferable.
0: Well, it's like everybody, you know, they really want the computers to be fast. There's a flip side to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're fast. Look how fast it can compute this and send it. Now, imagine it's doing computations and sending things you didn't want it to do.
1: Yeah. Or the, it's not convenient to have so many passwords.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the password thing. What are you going to do?
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: So, let's then, and there's one other saying that we need to say multiple times in here too, is it isn't if you will have an incident, it's when you have an incident.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Just went through one yesterday yeah. with a client.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was interesting how we both got those calls. So, what do you actually do if you're going to sit down today and... And we're going, you and I, David, are going to make an incident response plan. That's just not going to work. Let's don't even try that. (laughs) So, (laughs) first of all, we have to do our acronyms because you know we're going to do them. (laughs) Is it an ERP, a BURP, a CISERT, or an (laughs) ERT?
1: Yep, that's the question we have
0: to answer first. What are we calling them? Well, Uh, we'll end up with BURP just
1: because... Is funnier. Yeah. People remember it more. Yeah. So.
0: so there's incident response plan IRP, mm-hmm. breach response plan BRP or burp. burp.
1: <laughs> My favorite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> then there's computer or cybersecurity incident response team. C cert. Yeah. That's hard. And then incident <laughs> response team. Let's just shorten it to IRT ERT. We have a burp. Grab the ERT. <laughs> Bert, <laughs> Bert. Alright So But When you're Talking about Pulling the team together I generally uh, to the, At this point I'm just saying IRT Just get your IRT And uh, Don't talk about the plan So much In, in acronyms Because Burt makes me giggle When I shouldn't And uh, <laughs> Like a Teenage boy uh, Does Over such things And uh And ERP makes people look and say, What are you talking about? Tombstone? So, um, (laughs) but anyway, every plan, every plan that you have in your organization, whether it's your privacy plans, uh, your security plans, your training plans, it doesn't matter what it is outside, even outside of HIPAA, if you don't have management buy in and support of it, it's going to fail. Mm, yeah, you know, if they're not agreeing and participating, I was in a meeting and in the, the head uh, partner, he was, you know, it, it was hard questions, and I was on the spot, but you had to respect that once he had made a decision, it was management buy-in. There was no doubt about it, and everybody in the room knew it. Yeah. So you've got to have that. So start with that because if you're not going to get it, it's a lot of wasted effort. Because everything you do will get thrown out the door when an incident happens. Mm -hmm. You know, unless they're really one of those leaders that just says hands off, and those are few and far between. Right. (laughs) So, then it's, okay, what are we going to call an incident? Meaning, what incidents are these plans that we're making going to address? Right. So, do you address... It needs to address things and in some cases you'll have little mini plans for each type of incident. And we actually have people that have been working with us now to that point that they're actually doing, if we have a gas leak, here's what we do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and it's not just that's a risk of having a gas leak, but here's what they do. And you know why? Uh, they added the gas leak. First of all, they 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 smelled gas outside and they had dealt with it. But then, after they're talking to people, they hear through the grapevine of another practice where somebody kept smelling gas, and they they try to figure it out. And it turns out there was something going through a the hot water or something through the restroom area had a leak back behind it, and there was an explosion. Oof. Yeah, that. When you say an explosion in the restroom, that is not what you're thinking,
1: and that's what happened. So, uh, <laughs> um, not an incident I want to respond to. <laughs> no, and
0: and you know in healthcare they have to respond to a lot of different kinds of incidents, but you need to have that list of all these different kinds of things, and you know a lot of them you're going to respond the same way, but at least be thinking about. Those things, because that's going to help you define those things that you're going to need to have in your plan.
1: Yeah. I mean, you could probably break them down into, you know, maybe an environmental response, um, a physical response, a technical response. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can get all kind of ninja with it. Ninja with it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, once you kind of got that worked out, and and that uh, other part is to know that this plan will constantly evolve and change. It's not a one and done. Mm Mm-hmm. As I, an article I wrote a long time ago, which I thought made complete sense. One and done is gone the way of the dodo. <laughs> and I do remember that. And, I know. And people are like, what do you mean? What's the dodo? And I was like, uh. <laughs> the dodo. The dodo. The dodo is gone. Okay. So, anyhow, so you define the roles and responsibilities. Who's going to be on the team? Who's going to do all of the things? And you've got a lot of things to worry about. Because you got to have somebody that's at the management level, like we talked about, that's going to manage all these moving parts. And there's a lot of them once you start thinking about it. Because you've got to manage the communication between all the different parts of the team, the decision makers, all of that. So somebody's got to be in charge. And generally, that ends up being like a security officer, compliance officer, somebody that understands all the parts. And generally, it's the person in charge of the plan as well. And then, of course... The tech team, you got to have those. Got to, yeah. Because often it's going to involve a computer one way or another. Even where you have a gas explosion, somebody's going to have to worry about getting the computers up and running. You know, yeah, they're generally always going to be involved.
1: Or you have to reopen your office down the street.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, like uh, like Ginger when we talked to her. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to have them on the on the team go team and. Uh, Uh, Human resources, sometimes you need those. Uh, Well, marketing uh, and PR, those people, you're going to need those. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to activate them unless something's actually wrong or that you're going to have to address it. So while no patients were injured and one staff member was injured in the gas uh, explosion, it didn't require necessarily. You wouldn't expect having to deal with PR, but had it been on the news, you don't want uh, just anybody coming out and having the conversation when they walk out the door.
1: You call out your spin team.
0: Yeah, yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> how can we spin this? <laughs> yeah,
0: how can we, you know, get a plug in about how awesome we are?
1: And then we're under construction just for you. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: we're getting a new office. Come see <laughs> us soon. So. <laughs> So then you're going to need documentation management because of course you're going to need to document everything that's happened
1: for two reasons. As it's happening.
0: A- as it's happening, <laughs> yes. Facebook live. <laughs> oh no, let's not. all this is
1: on fire. Look at that.
0: <laughs> oh no, really. And so you're going to have all of this documentation so that you can go back and say what did we do when this happened? What did we do when this happened? Not only for being able to prove it later, but also for your end of the process review that says what went well and what didn't. Mm-hmm. And, and really importantly, you're going to need somebody that's going to define and control the message to the rest of the organization. And uh, we always you know, tell about when you have a an office and, and it's being handled by the team, what's going on, and everybody really doesn't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, somebody walks in the door it's a reporter from a local news station and your front desk person has a camera in their face and a microphone in their face. And it says, what do you know about blah, 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 blah. You don't want them with the deer in the headlights. Look, looking back at the rest of the office going, does anybody know about, (laughs) (laughs) you know, or, you know, God forbid giving their own answer. And even when you say, we've had people say, well, my plan for the, for the organizations to tell everybody, no comment. Anybody mm-hmm. ask you, you got no comment, right? Yeah. Well, you try doing that, when all of a sudden there's light in your face and a microphone in your face, and or people trying to be friendly and nice to you and get it out of you that way. You got to remember, this is reporting at its best sometimes when it's a juicy one. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you're keeping your staff in the loop so that they know enough and they know how to respond. Right. So that's the team, roles and responsibilities, and there's a lot of them. And you've got how will the team communicate with each other, which one of the groups we worked with, it was kind of interesting (laughs) because we've been having these discussions with them and talking about scenarios. But one of the things that we hadn't talked about before, which now I always talk about, is how you communicate because their team they had the team, everybody was organized, and the one person in charge was getting like a hundred phone calls. Wow. And, you know, it's like everybody's calling him and he's talking to one person, and he hangs up, and he's talking to another person, and then, you know, and then he's going back and forth. So immediately they set up an internal list server and, you know, that's uh, HIPAA at blah, blah, blah. And so it then goes to all the team members. So even if an individual, see something that they think is a problem they can send it to that email and it'll just go to everybody and then the team can coordinate how they're going to respond a whole lot easier and everybody's getting the same information at the same time Okay, I thought it was quite brilliant and I was like you know it, it was even for us you know it's like why didn't we in, until that case happened and it just so happened that almost the whole team was not near the office you know <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. so
0: everybody was on the phone but it was a it was a big difference uh once they put that list into place.
1: I would use Slack. <laughs> oh God,
0: don't even start with that now. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I looked at that for us and I'm like, how many different ways do I need to communicate?
1: As many as it takes. No, no. <laughs> Well out. for us, it's um it, it keeps us it keeps the communication out of the inbox because you may be like me, I get about four hundred or more emails a day. Yeah. <laughs> so things can get buried quickly. Yep. So having something outside of that inbox, you know, you especially if you have an incident happen. Oh yeah. You know, if you get you got all you get flooded with all these emails from all these places and maybe it's a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with your incident or it's a request to talk to you about the incident, it's but it's not your team, you know, taking that outside of the inbox is you know, is actually a good thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Of course. I made it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're
0: ready. Let's get this done. (laughs) A list of contact information also needs to be in your plan. Not just your team members. Obviously, we just talked about that. But you need to know who you need to contact, like C-level people, if it's a big organization. Really important to know who your insurance carrier contact needs to be because you're going to need to activate a claim. You know, file that as soon as possible because that activates funding, you know, when it's decided. Your law firm and uh, uh, law enforcement, your local OCR contacts, FBI, you never know who you're going to need. So if it's public information, get it out there, you know, get it and put it in the plan so you're not having to figure it out. And uh, I've heard several people mention that it they feel that it's very important and, and I've heard some say not so much, but they feel it's very important to get the situation under privilege with your lawyer as soon as possible. Hmm. I know. And uh, you know, and, and several of the people who have told me this, you know, they're not going to tell me why they think it's a good deal, but a lot of them were privacy officers in large organizations. So I'm just going to go with that might be a good idea. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then then you get down into those little mini plans and procedures of step-by-step things to do. And, you know, here's how we're going to – got a ransomware attack. What do we do? A phishing attack. We've lost a laptop. There's theft of equipment. Of course, the unauthorized system access general thing or – Insider issue. We've caught (laughs) somebody somewhere they don't belong. General security failures. I mean, those are going to happen. All of a sudden, somebody realizes that the firewall update caused a major gaping hole. So you kind of sit through some of those. And one of the things in the – we'll put this document um, on the website, but it's the NIST, and we talk about them all the time. Mm-hmm. They have an incident guide, and at the end of it, they have all these cool little, imagine on Sunday night, if this happens, what are you going to do?
1: <laughs> I'm going to call in sick Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: always remember those emails where you get it I, when I was manager years ago, and we just got an email. Like One of the first emails the boss sends is, you come in tomorrow morning, and the office is burned down. What's the first thing you do? <laughs> Really, this is what we're going to use email for? So, anyway, and then you get the final piece of that once you've kind of put together those procedures. And you can do those procedures as part of a regular team training and, like, a desk walkthrough of scenarios. That's a great way to do it, and that gets back to documenting and making your plans. But you do need to regularly have the team review, hey, what do you do? Mm -hmm. Because things change, and people change. And responsibilities change. So, so and so just got a promotion or they changed departments. Well, now their role on the team may not be a good fit anymore. So, if you don't include that in your regular reviews and decision making, you could leave yourself
1: wide open there as well.
0: We got a plan. We hadn't looked at it in a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, that goes back to what I was talking about earlier about responding quickly. <laughs> if you don't, if you have no idea what your plan is because you've not looked at it in two years <laughs> and something happens, it's going to be like, uh, give me an hour to study the plan, <laughs> and then we'll respond.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need to read this. I'll get back to you. <laughs> so, overall, though, in OCR, which we're going to bring it back around, we're bringing it back around. Yay, team. <laughs> <laughs> overall, what OCR says that you you need to have is essentially what we just talked about is you need to have the plan because it's preparing you for incidents It tells you detecting and analyzing incidents, how how do you do that, containing, eradicating, and recovering from incidents. There's eradicating. We like those big
1: words.
0: (laughs) And then, of course, the conducting the post-incident activities and reviews, and that needs to be part of your plan so that it doesn't get left off. Just like you said, that you can have a plan at the desk plan all day long, but when it really happens, you'll make some changes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And if somebody doesn't come back through and make that formal change and discuss it as a team, then it's really a uh, lost experience in the end. Yep. So then that last little uh, paragraph I put in there because I thought it was it was kind of uh, important the way that they had stated this because they covered a whole lot of those areas where we talk about you're going to have to talk to and know all these different people. So it says also the incident response.
1: Okay. <laughs> Reboot. <laughs>
0: Maybe you should read it, David. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's right there at the end of your notes. Really.
1: Uh, the incident response team should discuss with its entities, public affairs office, legal department, and management about sharing information with external groups. Covered entities and business associates are often required to communicate with external parties regarding an incident and should comply whenever applicable. External parties could consist of federal agencies, law enforcement, media, ISPs, which are called in Internet Service Providers, vendors, and other incident response teams. Very good. Thank you. You
0: did much better than I would.
1: Thank you very much. <laughs> it's
0: that radio voice you have. It
1: makes it is that what good. it is?
0: <laughs> so, But the point they are making is… You're going to need other people, and you're going to need to communicate things, and a lot of people get a little squirrely about sharing information, and it's understandable, and it's a big problem today is the sharing of threat information. When you detect a threat, you don't want anybody else to know it's happened to you sometimes. So, there you have it.
1: So, how should we respond to this podcast? We should go to iTunes and leave a review. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Here's your response plan for listening to any podcast. <laughs> At least ours. Yeah, Go leave a review. Or you could put it on our Facebook page. You could say, these guys are awesome on our Facebook page. Or share it <laughs> We're with We're going
1: to tell kids. you what to say. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not sure what you want to say, ask us.
0: <laughs> well, we'll supply some text <laughs> on the website.
1: <laughs> we'll show you what to retweet. <laughs> oh, good Lord. let don't... Retreat
0: Ah <laughs> uh, Boy This one's been fun
1: <laughs> Yep Happy Wednesday So yeah, there Very you good go. So now we get to go back to our Regularly scheduled jobs <laughs> Alright So that's today's podcast We hope you enjoyed it I Hope you learned all about the herps and the burps And what to do about them So uh, you've got your marching orders And what you need to work on this week So hop to it If you uh, would like to leave us a review We've already told you how to do that Go to iTunes Leave a review Rate the podcast. We very much appreciate it. We pretty much work for reviews. So uh, pay us up. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> like I love to tell people, this is the absolute best free podcast you'll ever get. And we also give you a money back guarantee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You can> just... <laughs> it's funny, though, when I tell people that. They're like, oh, awesome. Really?
0: <laughs> they look at you weird. And then I have one guy yell, I want double my money back. And I was like, you got it.
1: Yep, we'll do it. <laughs> Oh, you can visit us on the web at helpmewithhipa.com. You can even ask us a question right there on the page and we might feature it in a future podcast. So remember, for Donna and myself, HIPAA is not about compliance. It's about patient care.
0: You've been listening to the Help Me With HIPAA podcast hosted by Donna Grendel and David Sims. The show created to help you with HIPAA.
1: For more information or to ask us a question, visit our website at helpmewithhippa.com. Neither Donna Grendel or David Sims are attorneys and they do not offer binding legal advice concerning regulatory compliance. The information in this podcast should not be relied upon or construed as legal advice in any way. Consult your attorney for legal advice concerning compliance with HIPAA regulations.